Yeah, I think we just have to be honest with ourselves about it and that um, do we truly have that high value or are we people pleasing, you know? Um, And so we have to have that conversation with ourselves. And, you know, again, Brene Brown says that some of the most compassionate people that she knows are some of the most boundary people that she knows because um, they know exactly who they are and what they want to provide and what they want to give. And so when they do, they still feel really good about it because the boundaries have been set. And the people who don't do that feel super resentful. And so we have to really look at, okay, where's the line between good customer service and me just people pleasing? Under promise and over deliver. It's a sound strategy for wowing your customers, but it can also be a recipe for burning out. Unfortunately, plenty of well-meaning small business owners take the under promise and over deliver mantra to extremes, especially women. They bend over backwards to make sure their customers are happy, even if their boundaries and values are being trampled. I've seen this phenomenon up close and personal many times. I've also seen how taking the uncomfortable step to establish clear boundaries, charge prices that are appropriate for the level of service being delivered, and realign scheduling can catapult a business into new and exciting territory. I'm Tara McMullen, and you're listening to What Works, the show that transcends the hype to help you build a business that works. I take you behind the scenes of successful small businesses, ask nosy questions to find out how they're actually making it work, and report back on what I find. Since we're focusing on customer experience right now, I wanted to spend an episode focused on what creating customer experiences is not. And creating exceptional customer experiences is not necessarily about under-promising and over-delivering. It's not about bending over backwards to fulfill an unreasonable request. It's not about spending every waking moment going above and beyond for your clients. And while those examples might be an extreme interpretation of what ends up happening in many businesses, they're also what drives many business owners out of service delivery and into business models where they think they can keep customers at a distance only to find out they bring the same problems with them. The problem is that exceptional customer experiences and exceptional customer relationships start with clear boundaries and expectations. And that's just not a social or professional skill that many of us learn. In fact, we're often rewarded by teachers, romantic partners, bosses, and friends when we compromise our boundaries. We learn to underpromise and overdeliver at a young age, and we keep it up until we just can't keep it up any longer. It's all part of a cycle that I learned about from my friend, Nicole Lewis Kieber. Now, Nicole is a licensed clinical social worker turned business therapist and mindset coach who helps entrepreneurs identify the patterns that cause friction and dysfunction in their businesses. She helps them identify trauma of all kinds, rework habits, and redefine relationships with themselves, their team members, and their businesses. I wanted to ask Nicole how she helps her clients establish strong and clear boundaries while maintaining exceptional customer experiences in their businesses. We talked about how to know when you have a boundary problem, why unclear communication is unkind, how to renegotiate boundaries when there's a problem, and what kind of routines we can put in place to keep boundary issues from happening in the first place. Now, let's find out what works with Nicole Lewis Keeper. Nicole Lewis-Kiever, welcome to What Works. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to be talking about boundaries today. And we're talking about boundaries specifically as they relate to wanting to make our customers, our clients feel really well taken care of. And I think often people are afraid that those two things might be mutually exclusive. And I think throughout the course of this conversation, we're going to uh, we're going to identify all the ways that that's not in fact true that you can have both clear boundaries Um, take really good care of yourself and take really good care of your clients. But let's start with where boundary issues actually start to crop up and what boundary issues actually are. So when do your clients typically bump up against boundary issues in their businesses? So where I I see people bumping up against that boundary a lot is, um, it's, you know, it's around people, people, people stuff, you know, (laughs) it's around, um, with their client or, or with an employee, basically, where um, basically what they're what they've done is they're either needing to negotiate the relationship that they have with this person, or they need to renegotiate it. And sometimes what I see is that um, they're they haven't been clear about what the expectation is, or about what the deliverable might be, or might how they might feel through the you know through the experience together. And so um, that's what I see people bumping up against a lot is a change in expectation or it was never really, really clearly set to start with. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's actually dig in right there. I think that sounds like a great place to start around expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, <laughs> when you're working <laughs> with a client, how do you think through what those expectations need to be and how those expectations need to be communicated so that, again, both sides of the relationship can feel good. Mm-hmm. I Well, you know, I just got back from training with Brene Brown of the summer. So what she says about this is that clear is kind and unclear is unkind. Mm. And so I think that we are afraid to have really clear conversations sometimes. Uh, and so we tend to kind of bob and weave a little bit, kind of blur our language, um, particularly when we're dealing with people in gen- you know, as opposed to an organization. When we're dealing with people specifically, sometimes we're not as clear about what that expectation is. And so the clearer you can be about what is okay, and this again, this is the definition of a boundary, what is okay, what is not okay right? It's that simple. And when we can be clear with people about what is okay, what is not okay, um, what my role is, what your role is, um, what you can expect from me and what I need from you, the clearer you can be, the better the relationship will be and the less uh, bumping up against those boundaries will happen because you created a clear container that people know how to move through. And that is that sounds so simple, but it is not because we are not taught how to do that, right? So, no. yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 we are not. So I think that's a really good place to start. And you must start with yourself first to know what it is that your boundary with yourself is around having this client or doing this new work. Like what is the boundary for you first? And then be very clear with the person that you're working with. Gotcha. Okay. So how do we do that? Because like you said, this is simple and I love the way you put it. Like what's okay. What's not okay. What's, Mm -hmm. what's my role. What's your role. That makes perfect sense, but it can be really hard to even know, well, what is my role? What is okay with me and what's not okay with me? So how can we start to identify what some of those things are? Right. So I think a lot of um, 
self-inquiry is a really great thing. Um, you know, when we work for other people, sometimes they tell us what our role is and, uh, you know, we get a job description and, you know, we have meetings about deliverables. There, there's actually a lot of clear information that we're getting that we don't realize that helps us kind of move through. When you're someone who's working for yourself, maybe, or um, you know, developing a new company for yourself, you have to do that work with yourself first mm-hmm. and be very clear about, okay, so, you know, um, I have decided that I want to work with this type of client or do this type of consulting or do this type of work. How will I know that I'm being successful? What will it feel like to uh, be successful in this relationship? And what is not okay with me? Um And again, I know it sounds simple to say, ask yourself these questions, but this is super important because it's foundational and boundaries need foundations, right? Mm -hmm. And they have to start with you. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I've been in business for a long time and I can identify pretty easily what's okay with me, what's not okay with me, what I want my role to be, because I feel like I've overcome a lot of those hurdles in the past, right? Like I've identified what's not okay with me by having that experience of, wow, that's really not okay with me. What am I going to do about Mm -hmm. that for the future? Is that inevitable? Or can we predict where we may need to establish a boundary without having gone through like a yucky experience? Like, is there a way to avoid the yuck? I I think there is, you know, I I think when you can just take ownership over your situation and say, you know, I'm the one that's going to direct this and I'm the one that's going to, you know, define what this is, it takes it out of the yuck factor and just Mm -hmm. puts it into some practicalities. And, you know, one of the ways that I see people do this successfully, um, particularly when they're changing the scope of the work that they do or... Um, they've decided that they're going to work with a different type of client or maybe more than one type of client at a time is they really take a step back and they say, okay, why am I doing this? What is the problem I'm trying to solve? Right? That's the boundary. What is the actual problem I'm trying to solve? And if it is that I want to, um, be less available to do other types of work within my company or my business. And so I need to change the relationship I have with clients and I need to figure out what that new relationship looks like with me being less accessible. Those are the things that we have to look at in order to um, define what, what comes next. Um, So for example, um, I've worked with someone who was doing a lot of consultancy and was doing a lot of work in that place. And they were feeling, um, they were kind of getting tired of telling people what to do. They really wanted to see people, um, you know, do something different and come up with their own solutions and come up with their own ideas and almost be like a, a mentor and a, you know, kind of a creator, uh, in a, in a different way. So they had to completely redefine the relationship that they wanted to have with their clients, what their availability was, um, how they priced it. And they had to come up with all that with that themselves first before they could then set that expectation for the people who, you know, who they were going to work with or that they were already working with to kind of change that relationship a little bit. So it all comes down to us and what it is that we're wanting to do. Um, and, you know, to, ask ourselves those questions about how do I want, I I'm always a feeler, you know me, I'm a therapist. I'm going to go to, how do you want to feel about this? Mm -hmm. And so how do I want to feel in this new arena and how do I want the client to feel and where does that line stop? Because, you know, 
if you're like me, you like people to have a really good experience and have good and good customer service, that line gets really blurry between customer service and intrusiveness, you know, so it's, we have to define what that is. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a perfect transition into my next question, which is that, um, you know, boundary issues and having high values for exceptional customer experience, exceptional client experience kind of seem to go hand in hand, right? Like I see that all the time, especially inside the network. People want to make people happy. They want to make people feel taken care of. They want people to feel like there's someone looking out for them, that um, they haven't just thrown their money at a big corporation, but there's a like a real human being behind it. And so that high value for exceptional customer support starts to infringe in yeah into people's boundaries, personal boundaries. How do you go about kind of balancing those needs so that you are respecting the fact that you have a high value for that customer experience and at the same time respecting yourself enough to have those clear boundaries? Yeah, I think we just have to be honest with ourselves about it and that um, do we truly have that high value or are we people pleasing? Yes. You know, um, and so we have to have that conversation with ourselves. And, um, you know, again, Brene Brown says that some of the most compassionate people that she knows are some of the most boundary people that she knows because um, they know exactly who they are and what they want to provide and what they want to give. And so when they do, they still feel really good about it because the boundaries have been set. And the people who don't do that feel super resentful. And so we have to really look at, okay, where's the line between good customer service and me just people pleasing or me being afraid that this person is going to not sign back on to another contract if I don't do this. So it's really, is this people pleasing or is this good customer service? And the way that you can figure that out is to be clear about what that is, to create the, the boundaries between um, what you're offering when you're available, what they can expect, what you expect from them, and being very clear and putting that in writing when you can. And it, it sounds silly to say, but a lot of people really don't do that because um, it's, it's only what's fair to you. Because let's say that you do this in reverse and you have not done that. One day you're feeling really, really good and you want to be there for you know, that phone call or that client or, you know, a question from a distributor, whatever it may be. You're feeling really good that day. You pick up the phone. You're like, great, let me answer that question for you here. Um, You know, let me be available. Tomorrow you're not having that great of a day. They behave the same way, but Mm -hmm. you're feeling differently about it. And so therefore (laughs) there becomes a disruption and a rupture to that relationship that you're building because you taught them that it was okay to do one thing one day and not the next day. So that's why being very, very clear is super important because we are human beings and we will change our mind and we will feel something differently. And we must teach our clients, our customers, the people that we're uh, connecting with, this is okay. This is not okay. And it will be so. Yes. Nicole will be back in a minute to share how we can have better conversations about our boundaries. But first, a word from our What Works partner. What Works is brought to you by Mighty Networks. Well, it's that time of year again. It's time to think about your goals, your new projects, your opportunities. It's also time to start thinking about how you're going to make it all happen. Now, when it comes to building a business online, you've got tons of options for the software it all runs on. In fact, the sheer number of platforms promising to help you turn your ideas into a new product, program, or course can be overwhelming. 
you end up with a business that's made up of five or six core pieces of software, plus another 10 or 15 adding all those bells and whistles. What started as a simple idea to build a community or teach what you know turns into a mess of apps, software, and subscriptions. Well, Mighty Networks can make it all so much simpler. Mighty Networks is the only software available that helps you build a beautiful, rich community experience while delivering your own courses, premium groups, and sales funnel. And unlike the software or platforms you might have tried in the past, you have complete access to message and reach all of your members at any time. It's 100% ad-free, it's mobile first, and you can make your Mighty Network private, public, secret, or paid. Plus, your Mighty Network also includes new, innovative community features that speed up the time it takes for your members to meet and build relationships, not just with you, but with each other. If you're thinking about launching a new group, course, or program in the new year, it's the perfect time to choose the simpler solution by getting started with Mighty Networks today. Go to MightyNetworks.com to start your free trial. That's MightyNetworks.com. Let's talk about that piece. How do we teach people what our boundaries are? You mentioned getting things in writing, um, but like, what else can we do to have really productive conversations about what's okay, what's not okay, what our role is, what their role is? Um, how, how do we have those kind of boundary conversations? So an initial conversation and establishing boundaries when it's done well is a lot of listening. Um, it's a lot of listening to what the person is uh, asking for, um, how they see the relationship working based upon the assumptions that they have made about it, um, and really listening you know, to the words that are being said, but also kind of listening between the lines a little bit to say, um, and then just to say, you know, simply tell me more about that. Um, because what you're doing in those initial conversations is you're getting as clear as you can. Um, you're listening for the uh, feeling and the description and maybe even the story that they're writing uh, that they're you know, talking about around this so that you can then understand. And this is just all first steps, man. Is this the right person, contract, company for me? And you must know yourself and you know what your values are, what it is that you want to do and how you want to feel in order to make that decision initially. And you know, when people do that successfully and don't scrape for that next you know, person and get into this really kind of clinginess around that possible uh, you know, relationship, what happens is then you know what the next questions are to ask. And that um, that is a, an important first step in setting those boundaries is knowing what you want, who you are, what your values are, and does this line up and asking a lot of questions. Yeah. Okay. So this may be outside of your scope, but I'm curious to know what your opinion is. And maybe it's, it's totally inside of your scope. Um, that seems pretty straightforward when mm -hmm. we're selling people into high ticket hands-on services, right? Mm -hmm. We can afford to have a conversation with everyone that we're working with. We can recalibrate those conversations from time to time because we're in regular contact with them. Um, and a lot of our listeners are in those kinds of business models. And so that's awesome. But we also have a lot of mm -hmm. listeners inside of business models where they're not having that hands-on um, interaction with potential customers. You know, people mm -hmm. are buying courses, they're buying programs. And part of that leverage is having a more automated 
sales system alongside that. And Mm -hmm. so there is less of an opportunity, I think, for those hands-on boundary conversations. And yet, I think sometimes those are the people that have, those are the business owners that end up having some of the biggest boundary issues because those customers and client or those customers come through the door with their own expectations and assumptions that are not in line with the boundaries of the person who has created this product that they've just Mm -hmm. bought. Do you have any guidance? Are you working with any kinds of clients that are in that situation where they're establishing boundaries in a more passive way? Yes. And, you know, it's it's funny as we're having this conversation because I'm like, oh, okay, what can I say to this? And, you know, what I always see is when everything goes sideways. (laughs) So, um, you know, those are... Those are the people that I'm usually with as when it's gone really, really wrong and it's gone sideways. So, um, but what I see people doing to either correct that, you know, right the ship is again, they're, they're having to come back to the table with themselves mm-hmm. and get very clear with themselves about what is it that they wanted this course to do? Um, you know, what does it mean to me if this course is successful? What does it mean to me if this person says, I don't like your course or it didn't give me what I want? You know, how much does that derail you? Because if you don't have a good boundary with yourself, yeah. it can completely get you twisted and you can go off, you know, off the rails as opposed to saying, well, you know, uh, maybe they weren't ready for this or maybe, you know, it's just not their thing, you know, whatever it may be. Having that really good boundary with yourself to know why you created the thing, what you want the thing to do, and and how you can manage if it doesn't work out that way, that's important. So they get back on track a lot quicker because they're not taking responsibility for something that's not theirs. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. And I think yeah. you, that kind of thing could even be can be worked into marketing and sales copy, right? Like mm-hmm. as, if you get if you get clear on that upfront with yourself, then you can get clear upfront with that with your customers. And it doesn't have to be something that's hidden or something that is assumed to be one way or the other. It can literally be put in writing. It's just put in writing in a different way. Yes. Yes. It's just put in writing in a different way. It's the copy. It's the sales copy. It's the steps that the person goes through in order to buy, mm-hmm. you know, to buy the thing. Um, whatever it may be, and it's having a solid policy about what happens if this person's not happy that you feel comfortable with and that you will reinforce yeah. because you've already worked that out for yourself and you have taken the um, emotional charge out of it. That's where I see um, these things be very successful because you've already asked yourself those questions ahead of time. Like, what am I going to do if this doesn't work or if someone's upset or whatever, whatever that is, I'm going to create the boundary upon this, you know, experience that might happen in the future so that I'm not reacting to it when it happens. I am following the policy that I laid out and I feel comfortable with it because I have laid the groundwork for this. So that is a fantastic boundary for that type of thing. Awesome. Okay. So that kind of covers communication upfront about what boundaries Mm -hmm. are. Um, Whether that conversation happens well or not, (laughs) there's always the potential that a boundary can get stretched or stepped on later on in the process. what does it sound like to have a product a productive conversation where you're reestablishing boundaries further on in a relationship? Right. So, um, so it's a little bit further on into the relationship, and you're having to renegotiate or pivot yeah. in some kind of way. All right. Um, so again, being clear with yourself always is very, very important, so that you have. Um, gone ahead and having your given yourself a good talking to, you know, about, 
about what could possibly happen because, you know, we have to remember that other person is or other entity is autonomous and can choose not to be in that relationship upon that pivot. And so we need to prepare ourselves Mm. for, you know, what can happen and how we're going to manage that. Um, and so what, ha- what I've seen happen pretty successfully with um, you know, people that I've worked with and people that I've studied is that they don't take ownership or responsibility for anything outside of theirs. And they have that very clear personal boundary and understanding before they go into that conversation or renegotiate that contract or whatever that may be. Um, and they're very clear. I'm using the word clear a lot, but I think it's so important because we are we are just not taught to communicate. Yes. <laughs> and and we're not taught to have the right conversations a lot of time. So um, moving into that conversation with as little emotional charge as possible, when you are ready to have the conversation, not when you've realized you need to pivot because you need to scramble or, you know, not in a reactive way, that you've done all that work first before you get to the table, to the conversation. Um, and then be um, just very upfront about, you know, what the relationship could look like, what the purpose of the change is. You, know, you don't have to give too many personal details or anything. Um, but I think people appreciate candor and they appreciate people who are upfront mm-hmm. um, and don't blow a lot of smoke at them. You know, you, you can have an honest conversation with them about why this, this relationship needs to pivot and then put it back in their corner or in their lap and then, you know, ask them for their, their feedback and just say, you know, how does that sound to you? Do you have questions about that? Tell me more about what that would look for you, look like for you. You know, is this something that, um, that would still work for you? Um, and let them have their own time to renegotiate that or talk about it. Um, because it may not work for them and it need to, and that needs to be okay with you. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, again, like the, the application to a service-based business is very clear because those relationships end up being so personal, even if they're not personal relationships, like they're one-to-one relationships most of the time, person-to-person. Um, but I'm thinking of like all of the companies that, you know, over the years I've gotten emails that the prices are going up or something mm-hmm. is changing inside the app. And, you know, sometimes companies do that really well in that they especially <laughs> yeah. ask that the ask for feedback like how does this impact we want to know how this impacts you we want to help you manage this change uh, whatever that might look like for them um, and then there's other companies that just kind of drop it and leave it and that doesn't feel so good right mm-hmm. and they end up experiencing the negative side of that so I I can yeah I just I just wanted to point out that I think it can absolutely apply on both sides of things. Oh, it totally can. And that comes back to power dynamics and boundaries and in relationships. So, you know, people Mm. can, you know, it just does. And and that can be with someone you've never met before in a company behind a desk who's sending you an email. Right. That's that's changing changing the thing. So to do that well, I think it's on the receiving end of it. And as someone who does, you might have to make that decision is to allow for someone to have a reaction (laughs) for to allow for someone to ask questions. How many times do people, um, how many times have you gotten an email or a phone call like that where they just lay it down? It's like this power over situation. They lay it down and they don't give you any chance to ask a question, to, um, you know, tell, tell you what you think about it. You might even think it's a good idea. Who knows? But we're just, we're just shut down. So that's not okay. No. (laughs) And sometimes it's like, there's an, there's not even an acknowledgement that it will that it could cause me any kind of inconvenience or, or like that the change, 
is not going to cost me time or money, right? Like, I think acknowledging that anytime we change something, something changes for somebody else is important too. It is very important. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what that is. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about kind of the root causes of boundary issues, because I know this is really important to your work, really understanding how past experiences impact the way we manage our businesses, think about our businesses, the way we're in relationship with our businesses and our customers. So what have you found to be some of those core causes um, for having boundary issues in our businesses? Yeah, so and not to get too deep on it. Um, but you know, what it really comes down to is that somewhere in our life, someone told us it wasn't okay to set a boundary. Yeah. Um, and that our boundaries were not going to be respected or, you know, that it was problematic to have your own opinion about something to have some agency over yourself um, in some kind of way. And so then what happens is that creates a pattern of deference. Like you defer your power. Um, there's a difficult time in setting boundaries and asking for what you need. Um, again, saying what's okay, what's not okay. I mean, who got taught to say that? I didn't get taught to say that. Nope. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's a, it's a patterning that happens, but it also becomes, um, something that we, you know, we replicate in all the relationships we're in. And I do believe that it, whether we're at work, whether we have a business, whatever it is, when we are in, we're relating to other people in some capacity, it's a relationship that needs to be negotiated and boundaries are part of the, of a positive relationship. Um, they just are. And so, one of the things that I see that can, like I said earlier, kind of go sideways, but can be rectified and righted is that, um, you know, whether you're in a service industry or whether you're negotiating a sale is that um, when you have really uh, done some of the work to understand why does setting a boundary make me uncomfortable? You know, why is having a clear conversation about what I need and where this stops, this ends, where I stop and you begin? Why is that difficult for me? Um, and begin to learn that skill. It can be really problematic when you have your own business in particular, because I'll you know, just call it out. I work with a lot of uh, founders who have small businesses or are entrepreneurs who are really kind of the driving force around whether their business is going well or not. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's because the boundaries have gotten blurry. They're trying to do too much to, to keep a client relationship going and they have um, given too much. Um, or even with client or, or with employees where they have uh, blurred the boundaries of what is okay, what's not okay. And it becomes very problematic, very intrusive, and can be very, very toxic to the foundations of this, you know, agency, company, whatever it is that they're trying to build. And so that's why this conversation about boundaries is so important. But I always come back to that whatever boundary it is that you need to set in order to feel uh, successful or to meet those goals that you have for yourself, it always starts with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is a perfect tie in then to my next question, <laughs> which is, you know, it's, you've said several times that we need to get really clear on what we actually want, what's okay, what's not okay. Um, and those can kind of sound like maybe they're one off conversations, or maybe it's a, it's a 
a process that we go through every six months or so to check in with ourselves. And that sounds awesome. But I have a feeling that there are probably also habits we can develop or routines Mm -hmm. that we can get into so that boundary setting and and understanding our boundaries is something that's more integrated with our day to day experience. Um, Can you talk about what some of those things might be? Sure. So, um, one of the things that I talk to people a lot and the, you know, the people who I know who are very successful within whatever the arena they're in, whether it's their career or um, business or even relationships, is that they have done something every you – know, they've incorporated this into their life. They, they have created a container, right? They've created where this starts and this stops. That's what they've done. Um, and that – Usually, a really good place to start that I see people get an immediate success out of, and it's all great to have wins early, mm-hmm. um, is to put an end date on something or an end time on something. Um, time is our, our only resource that we can't renew, and we are so willy-nilly with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're just flinging it out to everybody, just saying, here, take this. Here, oh, you can have this. And so um, starting with looking at your calendar, your day, your time, when you do what you do, whether it's, you know, time in your work, time in a company, time writing the book, you know, with your kids, with whomever, your time is where the most important place for you to start to build in, um, you know, some boundaries to develop a pattern of honoring your own space and your own time, because that is one of the most important boundaries that you can set because it is not a renewable resource. Hmm. I love that. I love the idea of putting end dates and end times on things. That sounds, that feels really good to me. Like right now, that's kind of my, some of my anxiety just dissipated, just even thinking about the idea. (laughs) Right. And why do we leave things open? Right. right? We leave it because we want someone else's opinion, or maybe we need to check with them first, or maybe they won't like it. Or, you know, if I, if I draw this line in the sand, then there's going to be some other reaction, some other consequence around it. Um, and that's hard. That creates anxiety or the, what if, what if I had tried this for one more day, would that have been the, you know, the result I looked for? Um, so I think a very simple, but not easy place to start is with time because mm-hmm. there's so much agency over time. You know, yeah. it, it's very, very personal. It is very, you know, it's us. It's, it's us. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, kind of setting boundaries aside for a minute. I'm curious, you know, we're spending this whole month on customer and client experience. Um, I'm curious if in your own practice, you see people run into other kinds of challenges with the relationships they have with their customers or their clients um, and what some of those things might be? Some of the the challenges that I see have a lot to do with um, what, again, like it's that self-talk of like, what do people think about this Mm -hmm. if I do this thing? (laughs) Um, And so I I see that a lot. And so what that does is it causes them to again, give more time than they intended to do something for less money than they had expected. Um, you know, say yes to someone else's opinion as opposed to the thing that they know is right for them or they know is the right course. Um, so a lot of second guessing and a lot of, um, deferring, you know, uh, there and that impacts everything. It impacts the bottom line of your finances It impacts, um, you know, what you decide to do, uh, it, yeah, it just kind of goes across the board there. Yeah, totally. Uh, Nicole, what's something you're really excited about right now in your own business? 
So um, <laughs> it's funny, we're talking about boundaries, but I'm looking at it in a different way a little bit in my business and that um, I think it's very simple. And I'm excited about the fact that I, I just launched Love Your Business School, which is a group program. And what we're really doing is we are talking about boundaries. We're talking mm. about the, the vision of your business, you know, what your values are. Every We look at boundaries in a lot of different ways. And I think there's much more nuance than that, you know. Um, and so what we're doing in this group is we're really, you know, kind of diving into what do true boundaries look like and how to set them. And that goes from everything from the language, the name that you use, where you work, all that stuff. So it's really exciting. It's kind of fun to see what people are already doing with that. Um, and so I'm super excited about that. And um, also a lot of the work that's coming up that from training with Brene Brown that I have laid out. So I'm super excited about that too. Talk about boundaries for days. If anyone wants to know how to have good boundaries, have a fantastic business and love your life, just do what Brene's doing. <laughs> well, that's, that is high praise. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Lewis Kiever, thank you so much for shedding light on how we can establish better boundaries and still take amazing care of our customers and our clients. Thank you. Find out more about Nicole Lewis Kiever at nicole.lewis-kiever.com. Next time on What Works, you'll hear from Victor Nagorny, founder of Project Army. Victor decided that customer service was a big problem in his industry, website support and hosting. And he believed he could not only solve this problem, but build a reputation based on the exceptional support he provides to customers and non-customers alike. Make sure you're subscribed to What Works in your favorite podcast player to get that episode automatically. Now, before you go, I want to invite you to the first public workshop I've done in over a year. It's called the Commitment Blueprint, and it's an interactive deep dive through the process I've developed over the last two years as I examine my own goals, both personal and business. During this free 90-minute workshop, I'll ask you to consider what you want to commit to in 2020, the habits you'll need to develop to make it all happen, the things you'll want to step back from, and where you anticipate running into challenges. It's a very different take on goal setting and planning for the new year. The Commitment Blueprint is November 20th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. The Commitment Blueprint will be recorded, but I'd love for you to join me live. Go to crowdcast.io slash whatworks and click on the Commitment Blueprint to save your seat. That's crowdcast.io slash whatworks. What Works is produced by Yellow House Media. This episode was edited by Marty Seafelt. Our theme music is by The Shrugs. Find over 240 more candid conversations with small business owners, as well as our free weekly newsletter on building a business that works better at explorewhatworks.com.